Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Heart and Hand has got a really proud association with footballprizes.co.uk. You may have heard David in previous pods talk about a Paul Gascoigne strip, which uh, went for a fantastic prize and uh, we have another one now which is available on football prizes which is a Barry Ferguson signed and framed Rangers shirt uh, which also has built in LED lights and you can win this prize for just £5.95 how can you win it I hear you ask head on over to footballprizes.co.uk that's footballprizes.co.uk go into the competitions tab and you'll see the Barry Ferguson uh, signed and framed Rangers shirt in there you can buy a ticket for that price but please make sure that you do so because the competition ends on the 20th of January 2021 at 7.30pm and the draw will be made on Wednesday the 20th of January. So make sure that you do that. The, the draw finishes at 730 and will be made at 8.30pm. Uh, so head on over to footballprizes.co.uk to have a check out that. Hello, welcome to Heart and Hand Extra, the Rangers podcast that likes to give you a little tidbit of uh, Rangers uh, content just before we're heading into the weekend's game against Motherwell. My name's Cammy Bell, I'm your host as always, and I'm proud to be joined by two of the leading ladies of the Rangers family, and that is our hostesses of our Patreon show, Blue Scarves On, and that is the ever-wonderful Marina Banatine. Marina, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Cammy. And the other half of that duo, Caroline Morrison. Caroline, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you, Cammy. Pleasure as always. Ladies, thank you for joining me this week. Um, we've got quite a bit to kind of go over because we're obviously going to look forward to uh, our upcoming fixture um, against Motherwell at Fur Park. But it would be remiss of us probably not to talk about um, the Aberdeen result where Rangers went up to Petodre, came back with a 2-1 victory, uh, which now moves us uh, to a very, very clear lead at the top of the table. Um, Marina, just kind of your thoughts on the, the Aberdeen result. Celtic seem determined to be able to try and give us as much as a hand that they can in terms of dropping points all over the place. Where's your battle fever, uh, battle fever levels at at the moment? Are you confident that we're going to win the league? Are you still cautious? What's your kind of thought process at the moment? <laughs> battle fever level 55. <laughs> Um, yeah, I am. I'm, I'm confident, and unlike previous seasons, that confident isn't that confidence isn't just 
optimism or is misplaced. Um, there's at least some sub substance there. Um, I yeah, we're so close. I'm not. I know it's not guaranteed, and I know we still have to do a bit of work. Um, but the way we've been playing, the way we've been grinding out results, even when we haven't been playing well, um, it's just it's a really nice position to be in, and we we can definitely do it. We're so close. Caroline, I think you know as as we've uh, looked towards the, the, the you know the landscape of January, which hasn't been kind to us in the last couple of seasons, I think that, you know, most fans would have said, you know, Celtic at home, Aberdeen away, we've got Muddle away, you know, we've also got Hibs involved in that mix as well, but so far, Touchwood, uh, maximum points, I think the performances haven't been as great as we would want them to be, but they don't need to be, you know, super duper performances as long as we get the three points. Um, what's your confidence levels at at the moment as we, we start to look in a, in a kind of more and more promising ascendancy? Yeah, you're spot on there. In terms of results, it's perfect. You can't hope for any more. In terms of performance, um, we have a little bit of work to be done, but we're in that very fortunate position where we've got some time between games now. We've not got that relentless midweek weekend um, kind of fixture list. And anything that does require a wee bit of refinement and tweaking can be done You know, on the, the training field. Uh, we, we haven't had that luxury often this year, so... Um, it's it's really better than we could have hoped in December when we were looking forward to January and how pivotal these games were going to be and influence in the outcome of, of the league. Um, you just could not have dreamed that, for one, we'd be so relentless and so in control and things at the other end of the city would be um, crumbling as, as they appear to. So, yeah, for me, confidence levels are extremely high and I think another three or four wins and I'll finally relax and maybe start properly getting into some 55 chat. <laughs> and and Marina, I think, you know, Caroline does touch on the kind of point there around how well we've we've been able to, to produce those results. It's not important in terms of being able to try and get great performances all the time, as long as you've been able to try and get those wins. But I've got supreme confidence in the, the fact that the management team, whenever they're dealing with any particular issues around uh, maybe small dips in, in terms of where you know, collectively or individually we're performing that complacency, I mean, complacency simply just isn't, I mean, I think COVID would be more welcome at Ibrox under Stephen Gerrard than complacency. We we just need to kind of continue on that run. 15 games in the trot, six goals conceded all season, um, obviously unbeaten. Um, I mean, it's magnificent. And so irrespective of what's going to happen across the road, the way how we've taken care of business, I think, has been exemplary. And the fact that we started January so strongly just further emphasises that almost relentless march that we've got towards bringing, it, uh, bringing the title home where it belongs. Yeah, when, when you think back to last year or the past few years, the amount of times that we played well and didn't get the points, um, I would much rather grind out results and get the points, even if we're not playing too well. But I've really been impressed with um, like the management team, how they're able to... Like, I don't know what these half-time team talks have been like recently, but they're, they're certainly working... In the games that we've like that we've not been playing as well, um, I think we've just got such a, a, a solid unit like b between the team and the management, and we're able to fix issues um, during the games, and, and we're able to get there. And I guess like as wonderful as it is to see what's happening with our rivals, um, it 
it's not even important or relevant as long as we just continue with this ruthless, relentless way that we're we're going. So which is which is even better. We're not relying on luck or fortune. It's our own merit. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, do you know what? I have zero doubt that if we do go on to win the league, that will be absolutely every Celtic fan's excuses that COVID cost them the title. But maybe I'd throw in trips to Dubai and, you know, perimeter fencing in there too. Caroline, I'm, I'm keen to kind of talk a little bit because obviously as mid-January. We know that the transfer window is open. It, it, it turns a little bit into kind of silly season. And I think that we've seen that um, in the last week or so with the amount of players that are linked to Rangers. Now, David and I have spoken a number of times in our respective daily updates on our Patreon site um, that Rangers are a great club to be linked to. They're a great club to be able to put in, you know, a wee story into the paper about prospective interest. However, that probably went a little bit beyond uh, following the, the game against Aberdeen because um, Derek McInnes came out to say that uh, we are keen on apparently signing Scott Wright in a pre-contract. Um there's been some conversation about right, I think, you know, prior to this window. Um, as one of the potential options in terms of bringing in players, uh, do you see a need at this present moment in time to bring players in in this transfer window? Or are you comfortable with what we've got and we don't need to do any any signings for cover or anything like that? Where are you at with it? Yeah, we, we're in, again, a really fortunate position where there's no urgency around this transfer window. Um, if we are to bring someone in, I think it would be either an exceptional opportunity that we can't turn down or we are future planning and we're thinking one step ahead. And again, for Wright perhaps to come in on a pre-contract um, and you know perhaps start to be working with the team, getting used to the squad, um, you know, that, that does makes sense. I can see maybe why that would be an option. But there's no urgency there. I think with, with players coming back from injury as well, like Jack, we've got really good cover in almost all areas of the pitch. You know, perhaps you could argue for a, for a while there, we did look a little light, maybe in centre of midfield. It would have been nice to have uh, maybe an extra body there. But we coped really well with it and, and our players that you know, our squad players for the, the most part or had been at the start of the season really stepped up well and didn't give us any cause for concern really and, and we maintained that fantastic standard that we built up or you know there was there was very minor um, slips in performance but the end result was always there. We were able to, to grind results out. So for me, the January transfer window is probably one that we can relax a little bit more in than perhaps we have been able to in, in recent seasons. So it's a great position to be in. And I think, as I say, if we get someone in, it will be um, for one of those two reasons, uh, either future planning or something we just simply can't turn down. Menina, can on that point as well, because there has been some conversation um, as part of the Rangers press conferences and, and the kind of general world around where we are with regards uh, potential contract extension. So we do have some players who we, we could be doing with looking at whether or not we're looking to be able to try and extend them. So some of those players, and I'll give you the easy one, first of all, um, is Alan McGregor. We're looking at Jermaine Defoe, uh, Liam Balligan, uh, whether or not we look at Connor Goldson and James Tavernier within uh, being able to try and, and renew their contracts. What I'll do is I'll... I'll, I'll Give each of those names and I'll, I'll see whether or not you're, you're looking to be able to try and extend them or potentially let them go at the end of their term. 
I think I know what your answer is going to be to the first one as the uh, founder of the Alan McGregor Supporters Association. So would you give uh, McGregor a contract extension? Yes, ex- absolutely. Extend forever. Uh, like- forever. Just, <laughs> yes, he always retains the number one jersey, even into his 70s and 80s. Yeah. Okay, kind of expected that. I don't think you'll knock people's socks off. What about Lean Balligan? Do you think that we can look at being able to try and, and, and secure him? Yeah, I've been... I've been um, I w- I, I was going to say I've not had been too impressed with him. I had been impressed with him, but um, not too. But I think the past few games he's been doing really well. I think he's a great signing. He's, he's presented himself really well on and off the pitch, and I think he fits in well. So yeah, definitely. Um, main the four. Oh. It's, I don't know. <laughs> this is hard. I'll not want to say no to anyone right now. Defoe, obviously, age is against him. But again, he could probably still... Well, he, he can. He's, he's still playing well when he plays. Um, and again, he's a positive influence um, in training. Oh, I'm too soft. This is why I'm not a manager. I would, I'd extend a full to for another year at least. Although I, I guess leaving leaving with a hopefully with a league title or a league medal. Oh, I don't know. Don't I? Don't, I don't want to say no to anyone. So yes. Okay. <laughs> um, and well, I'll go on the assumption then that you also feel contract extensions uh, and likely enhancements for uh, Connor Goldson and James Tavernier as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's no question there. I, I definitely would anyway. That's not like some too nice to say no. Caroline, anything that you disagree with? I, I will not assume Alan McGregor because uh, you know you, Marina's a good friend of yours and you don't want to fall out and I'm fairly certain that would happen if you said no, just let him go at the end of his current deal. <laughs> yeah, it's more than the friendship's worth to even suggest that. But <laughs> no, I agree with I agree, you know, with everything Marina said there, with maybe the exception of Defoe. I think this season his performances, although limited, have merited uh, discussions of a contract extension. But I think really that the ball might largely be in his court on that. If we set expectations, as I'm sure we would, that he would feature less than he has perhaps this year. Maybe he wants one last team where he can get a little bit more regular football and he may want to to move on. If he's happy to you know, continue on, on what I assume are, are much reduced wages and have a smaller part on the field, but really... Um, probably do a lot more of the off-field work and work with some of our youngsters who I'm sure could learn more from him than than they'd ever hope. That seems like it would be a sensible option. Um, you can't really get anyone better to train your young strikers than Jermaine Defoe. So if that's an option and a possibility, I think that we'd be open to that. Interesting, yeah, very interesting. I think I can I agree with you. I think Defoe's a question mark because I, you know, we we are paying him a good wage. Uh, we need to be able to look at what he can contribute, and you know, we do look at him being able to try and keep fit and healthy. But again, like you say, he's just one of these guys who I think he's always handy to be able to try and have around the squad. Jermaine Defoe, I don't think, has an enemy in the world. I think you know when he links in with the squad, you see them all being able to try and and, and rush to him if, if he's warming up at the side of the park. He always gets involved in the celebrations. He's just a great guy to have around the camp. And yeah, certainly, uh, certainly interesting to see what will happen with those guys. Now, ladies, we uh, we have a, a trip to uh, 
Fur Park on Sunday lunchtime, uh, where we are back to be able to try and face Motherwell. Caroline, you mentioned there around, uh, obviously, the benefits that we have to now that we are back to playing week to week, uh, which feels a bit abnormal given our hectic fixture schedules over um, you know Christmas, New Year period. And it's going to be temporary because next month we get back to um, Europa League business. Um, do you think that there's been a big benefit in terms of being able to try and play the kind of week to week uh, in terms of you know rest and recovery, or is it sometimes it can feel a bit staggered because you know when you're playing Sunday to Thursday, you build up a bit of momentum, you go game to game, you're able to kind of keep that 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 shift running. We've we've already spoken it maybe the performances haven't been a hundred percent, but they've been good enough to be able to make sure that we've got um, the the required result. Um, do you think it's easier for us to be able to try and just continue that recovery time, continue that period with the guys? on the training park in between, um, you know, the fixtures allows us a good opportunity to go in a bit refreshed. Yeah, I would say even though the, there are benefits to that very kind of quick fire succession of games, I think what's best for the players, their recovery time, um, potential for maybe picking up a knock or an injury and not giving yourself full and proper um, recuperation time, all of those risks when you're playing so many fixtures, um, you know, are, are some that, that aren't quite so comfortable. Where you do have that wee bit of extra time, yeah, you know, that there are pros and cons, but I think overall our players need it. It's been a real hectic season so far, and um, we've got another busy run of games, as you say, from February when the, the midweek football kicks off in earnest again. So... It's it's something I think the players need rather than necessarily want, um, and it will be better for them if we can spend some time just ironing out some tweaks and making sure we're in a, a good position for the running. Uh, we know it's it's infamous the fact that we've had some um, slip ups in the early parts of the year, so we need to to give our full focus this January to making sure that doesn't happen again. And as I say, fantastic start. It, it looks very much that that monkey is off our back now. Marina, I'm I'm kind of at the point where I don't want it to be the case that we we start to to worry too much about results because the the flip side of the coin as as uh, Caroline just mentioned there, whilst it's great to get rest and recuperation, is that if you're anything like me, you start to kind of wet your pants at uh, worrying over what the next fixture is going to be and how it could come into it. Now, th this is nothing to do with the, the team because the team are producing results, they've produced some great performances. You simply do not win. Um, you know, as many games on the bounce as we have, we don't concede um, as few goals as we do without, you know, being able to try and get your house in order. Motherwell haven't won a game in the league since Halloween. They've obviously just brought in Graham Alexander uh, as a replacement coach, and he probably should have won um, the game against St. Man last week, were it not for the most ridiculous penalty that you may see in your entire lifetime, um, which gave them a one-all draw. Marina, what's your confidence level going to Fur Park? We know that it's not an easy game, so let's not pretend that it is. Uh, but is it just a case of we just continue doing what we're doing? We don't have to be able to try and fret about it. Uh, we've got two good wins under our belt already for January. We should just be able to to go there and make it as business as usual as we as we can. I think it's it's understandable that we're all a little bit apprehensive after everything that we've been through, um, and after seeing us sort of throwing things away. Um, but I have full confidence in this team. Um, we, we certainly can do it. Um, and I think, I know 
it's likely that we will drop points. You know, t- t- what the season we've had so far has been incredible. Um, so it's likely that we'll drop points, but we definitely can do this. And I am feeling not cocky, not too confident, but um, I do feel confident. Uh, yeah, just confidence in the team. And do you think, Marina, so, so I just want to kind of keep on that then, because the other thing that's going to happen as well is that we've just got an Alfredo Morelos who is back in amongst the goals. And I genuinely don't think that that probably could have come at a better time for us, especially with the Kamal Roof injury that we've, we've received. Um, listen, a happy goal scorer in Alfie, you know, he, 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 can, he can move mountains when he does that. And I think that he starts against Muddle for sure. I uh, would not bet the house against him being able to get a goal again because, you know, once he hits that wee purple patch, you know, he stays in it for a few weeks. Yeah, he sort of, like, builds momentum, doesn't he? And just keeps going. So, yeah, I, I predict an Alfie goal or two um, against Motherwell. Hopefully that's um, that's him back on track. We know that he is capable. And, yeah, we haven't really seen the best of him recently. But he's back. And Caroline, I mean, we, we spoke before about confidence, we spoke before about momentum, you know, as much as we can say that we have to get into that. And, and you know, the whole ethos around the club at the moment, you can see that from top to bottom is it's one game at a time. No one's talking about winning the league. No one's talking about doing that. There's plenty of other people doing it. We're talking about it. The press are talking about it. But the manager will be focused on Motherwell. And I think the new manager coming in, a manager who's keen to be able to, to, to certainly within his managerial experience, at least given uh, youth a chance to be able to try and do that. Motherwell, to a certain extent, don't have much to lose here, which maybe makes them pretty dangerous. Yeah, it's never great um, kind of playing a team like that because the assumption might be that you're, you're going to have an easy game. But we know that we've had, um, you know, a few difficult games and, and a few um, results at Fir Park which haven't been great so you can never take it for granted we will have to, as we have done we, we've been, you know, absolute professional in every approach that we've had to, to games this season so far I don't think Gerard or the team really take for granted fixtures like this, I think they'll turn up, they'll work hard and hopefully grind out a result, um, but nevertheless yeah, the, the addition of players coming into a bit of form like Morelos and it was the, the nature of Morelos's goals against Aberdeen, which was so nice to see as well. He looked really sharp. I know that he had that early chance in the game where I think maybe if it wasn't the kind of what first, second minute of the game, he would have done a little bit better. But what was nice to see that later on, the two goals that he did score, he looked sharp. He was able to turn quickly, create a bit of space, you know, find the back of the net. And, and it's the old Alfie that we absolutely adore. So fantastic to see that. Kent as well popping up with a couple of assists and Hadji as well being really threatening. It just um, is fantastic to see. So more than confident that we'll have enough um, to, to beat Motherwell. Marina, if uh, Celtic, um, who played before us on the, on the Saturday, if uh, they drop points with the under fours team against Livingston who uh, had their game postponed during the week so they'll be a little bit more rested they play them at Sharkhead on, on Saturday and um, could you know get the gap within reach if they're able to, to, to drop it down to 18 points but if they drop points again and we win do you believe we'll win the league? Absolutely okay. um, yeah 
I'm never. I'm still laughing at Sharkhead. I don't think I'll ever stop laughing at that. Um. Yeah. Um. For yeah, we don't even need to. Hopefully, we don't need to rely on Celtic dropping points, but it is a possibility. Um, and it just gets closer and closer. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. And listen, you're talking to the guy that went standing at Tannadice. Even when we were 2 0 up, when we were very comfortably winning the league, I still thought there was a chance that we could blow it. And even I'm starting to believe it now. But again, Rangers will not allow that to happen. They will continue to take it one game at a time. And so mm-hmm. it's just a case of being able to try and do that. Um, I think we're down to potentially 10 games now that it, it, it could come within sight. So. Yes, uh, let's do that as well. The last thing I'd like to say just before I let you guys go and just as a little bit of a kind of shout out is a wonderful message which came out of the club midweek to say that we are looking to be able to offer Ibrox uh, to the various health centres and organisations as a potential venue for um, for vaccine rollout. Um, tremendous by the club, I think, Caroline, and, you know, a really good gesture. I, you know, whatever we can do to be able to try and help remove this blight from our lives the better but again like I say great gesture by the club and sincerely hope that we can help in any way possible yeah fantastic gesture uh, really glad that the the club have stepped up and offered that uh, because we have facilities which aren't being utilized in their normal way at the moment so if we can step up to help get this um, rolled out a bit quicker then fantastic and yeah, you know, the way things are going, we're all talking about May, but if Celtic keep dropping points in the fashion that they are and we keep on this uh, relentless um, run of form that we've had, then uh, we might need to all be vaccinated a bit sooner for the, the party celebrations, fingers crossed. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Well, listen, ladies, just before I let you go, um, always like to do this with my guests on Extra. Just keen to get your score predictions um, for, for Sunday's game. Marina, I'll start with yourself. I think you mentioned you, you fancied Alfie for a goal. What do you think your score will be? And if Rangers score, who do you think your goal scorers will be? Um, I'm not going to do anything too hipster right there. I think 3-0, um, Alfie 2 and Haji. OK, Caroline, what do you think? I am going to go for a really ambitious 4-0. And again, I see Morelos on the, the score sheet. I'd like to see maybe Tav pop up with a goal. Um, I know he will be kicking himself after missing the, the penalty um, at the weekend. And let's say we get, let's say, I don't know, Kent and Hadji on the score sheet as well. That would be lovely. Okay, cool. Cammy, you'll need to start asking, um, do you think we'll get a penalty or how many penalties do you think we'll get at the weekend? <laughs> well, that's the question. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me put you another one on the spot then. If we do get a penalty, would you let James Tabernier take it? Of course. Absolutely. Caroline? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree absolutely. With you. I agree with you. And actually, I think it was he was just very unlucky. Uh, with the, I know that people always say, you know, good penalties are ones that at least force a save and what have you, and he did put it by the post, but he's been ever so reliable in terms of where he's been able to to find the find the mark from the spot. So, yeah, we have to, we have to continue to, to trust in him because he's had a magnificent season. Um, and I'm certain that no one has got more passion for him uh, lifting the title than he has as well across that team. So, yes, listen, ladies, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's been a pleasure to speak to you both. If you've enjoyed listening to us today, folks, 
Uh, come over to our Patreon site, which is patreon.com um, forward slash heart and hand, where you'll get up to five shows a day all about Rangers. We've got some various other topics in there. The, the ladies I'm speaking to at the moment are um, our hostesses of our wonderful Blue Scarves on. Uh, we've got some fantasy football stuff in there as well. We have a look through the time capsule. We've got some tactic talks in there. Loads and loads of stuff, plus your daily update as well. Um, so please jump over and have a wee look at that. Thank you to our executive producers in London, Mr. Mike Lee and Mr. Paul Myers. And thank you to my guests. Thank you, Marina. It's been a pleasure to talk to you as always. Oh, thank you for having me. And Caroline as well. Thank you so much for coming on. You're welcome. It's an absolute pleasure to be talking about Rangers right now. So uh, anytime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with that more. Couldn't agree with that more. Right. Well, listen, let's get three points on Sunday. Hope your team wins. Take care of yourselves and each other. And we'll be back with you with the flagship on Monday. Thanks, folks. Podcast Network.